The Those Guys with Ships show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. nothing huh poor gullet will know the truth i'm gonna have to google that and you don't want to hear that because that's just gonna be a lot of clapping <laughs> no Gleep, you lost homework. me on this one and i'm usually pretty you. good at these homework for you all right guys how were your holidays Yay. busy my dog that's... ate a squeaker oh that's <laughs> right how, how was he doing is she uh, better he, she he, he? he yeah okay giant dog uh, how old again we think three and a half-ish, maybe, maybe four and some change, somewhere around there. So he knows I better. understand how, like, yeah. dangerous that can be, but immediately the first thing that popped into my mind was that, like, when you squeezed your belly, like, a little honking noise would come out. Quick, quick, quick fact. Turns out it still worked when the doctor got it out. Wow. And he sent it awesome. home with us. I was like, I really don't need this. But because wow. <laughs> your dog would be like, oh, that's where that was. Hey. Can I have that back? Thanks. Yeah, you know what I did? Like, it was funny. She took him into the vet. The girlfriend took him into the vet. I immediately, as soon as she left, I immediately grabbed all the toys, cut anything that could remotely be swallowed out of them. Every single one. Nice. You're out wow. of here. Yeah, that's pretty much how that went. Yeah, that's 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 scary, too. Because I mean, it is. Like, yeah. Well, well I'm, too, glad, I'm glad he's uh, doing it. What's, what's the dog's name? Uh, Julius. Oh. <laughs> two two thousand dollars later. Oh yeah, that's man! Painful. Yeah, ow, ow, that's not good. Not good. So well, that's um, what the name of that creature was. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there we go. There we go. So um, who? Okay, so it's now it's time to uh, show and tell. Who got what? What? What did you get? What's cool? Uh, I got a new wallet. Uh, it's a red and black wallet with a uh, big nice old. Metal Imperial Cog mm-hmm. stamped on the front. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a brand new Apple Watch that I've already customized with the Versecast and TGWS logos as the faces for it. Yep. Saw so it looked good. Looked good. Um, and then um, other major thing is dice. Dice. Yeah. Oh. And not just any dice. No, D and D dice. I have a group that is uh, we're playing D and D on Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending oh, upon man. what's going on. I want like so, a once a month D and D group. I need to look yeah, it's up once like, a week for us. It's I need to awesome. find like a match dot com for gamers to go like game. You know, that's what I need. Yeah, like, not, not, not like a significant other gaming. I mean, just like a gaming group. I think like, it, I think they exist, but yeah, that's those were uh, and some some digital gaming related stuff, but nothing that was standout like some DLC and stuff. Myself, uh, we did have the Christmas migration that involved my wife and I visiting five separate Christmas parties in the span of about three weeks maybe two two three weeks wow it's the it's the the natural result of having a family uh, where uh, there were a few divorces on the wife's side so we've got like multiple family units that we visit every year massages for all 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Which, I, you know, which but by the time, by the, time the 31st rolled around, I had tendonitis, just like massages Ooh, with everybody. That's rough, but you probably got them all worked out by the next oh, totally. people along the way. Oh, okay. Well, not uh, bad all then. those kinks worked out. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, that was that was Ace's holiday season. Who's next? Yeah, I got uh, I got a $50 gift certificate for my little brother to what? That's right, Star Citizen, obviously. Oh. oh. <laughs> Can never go wrong with that. Did last year, liked it. Did this year, loved it. It's great. And then I got to... That will not be our theme song. Yeah. So there you go. What else did you get? New desk. I was singing, I missed it. Oh, you got a new desk. Oh, that's right, you got a new desk. It was fancy. Very nice. Solid wood, gentlemen. Solid wood. Nice. Fancy. Very nice. Yes, with a nice wallpaper, too. I uh, I got uh, my 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 wife takes very good care of me. I got a um, uh, the gentle giant uh, Chewbacca that I had been eyeing for a long time, uh, close to uh, two feet tall, uh, with C three PO in pieces slung over his back. Aww, um, oh, so uh, was it uh, Empire Strikes Back then? Yeah, yeah, the Empire Strike, Strikes Back. Uh, that's the only um, higher end Chewbacca they have. Um, and he goes along very nicely. He matches up very nicely to my. Uh, they're both uh, one sixteenth scale. Uh, my one sixteenth scale Han Solo. Nice. Mm. Now, are these all um, uh, cube candy now? Yes, yes. Yeah. My my delightful my my display case. My Star Wars collectible display case uh, has uh, definitely uh, the game has gone up. No, I mean you're, you're, you have it on your in your cube at work. No, no, no! It's too no, big no, for. Are you kidding me? No, it's way too big for it work. No, no, way, way is, too big, and and rate way too rare. No, this is a uh, at the in the home display. Ah, I see, I see. So oh. it's uh, yeah. So got that. Um, got some clothes. Got some gift cards. Uh, the usual fare. Um, so, uh, but it was a good Christmas. I, I cannot complain. Gleep? Did you get enough to eat? Oh, of course. Well, that was that was the other thing. Like Ace was saying, he went around and did, did you know did all the family parties. Uh, we actually host. Our family party, and we do it on Christmas Day, and Ooh, so nice. everybody comes. We had about twenty plus people at the house, and everybody usually gets here between like ten and one, uh, and then stays till about eight or nine. And uh, we do uh, we do brunch, and then we do snacks, and then we do dinner, uh, potluck, and then we do a white elephant. It's great, you know. My wife's side of the family is, is a little crazy, and I mean that in the best possible way. Um, so it's always hectic and chaotic and loud and fun, and you know, so it's always a good time, but it's also always exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times often are exhausting, mm-hmm. but it was a, it was a good Christmas. I had a good Christmas. I had a nice quiet New Year. Usually, Christmas is crazy. New Year's is quiet. How about you, Gleep? Well, I got a really nice pair of socks. I'm wearing them right now. Ooh, very delicious. warm and fuzzy. Um, I also um, got um, it's seven twenty six. A new Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. Is that Mickey? <laughs> it is Mickey. That's um, not right. And, <laughs> and uh, the coolest present ever, I got a Millennium Falcon multi-tool, which oh, is fancy. awesome looking. That yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, what kind of tools does it have? Well, um, you can see in the picture provided there, um, There, it has coming out the sides um, screwdrivers, a, a flat blade, and a Phillips. Uh, coming out the back, it has uh, Allen uh, keys, so that that's kind of nice. And then, uh, of course, the front of the ship is an adjustable wrench, which I'm pretty sure, uh, though it is rather heavy, I'm pretty sure if I put any kind of torque on it at all, it would just come to pieces. So, 
it is in in, in my office at work on my desk, and uh, uh, in case uh, I, I need it, I can just throw it at somebody. So. Now, <laughs> do the drivers extend out enough to allow for you to be able to effectively screw things in? Probably not. I, I have not attempted to use it as a tool. Um, but uh, Are you afraid sp- you might break it? Well, the screwdriver's not so much. Uh, definitely the adjustable wrench, um, and that would really detract from the, uh, the aesthetic of it, I'm afraid. Uh, but the um, uh, probably the uh, the Allen keys would work okay. The uh, screwdrivers would work all right if you had a, a flush surface that you were attempting to um, uh, screw into. Um, but anyway, it's it's you know it's more about the um, uh, the novelty of it than it is uh, the functionality. So anyway, that's what nice. I got. We uh, we uh, had a, a nice Christmas driving uh, around uh, quite a bit. Uh, ended up in the mountains for New Year's. Uh, had a nice party, uh, good food, good friends. So um, yeah, I would say uh, a successful uh, holiday break for uh, for the old Gleepster. Oh oh, I, I, and I will say that also I did by myself a uh, Star Citizen uh, character model, the three inch UEE pilot for eight dollars. Oh really? Yeah, Is that I, on on sale? Interesting. Yeah, normally ten on sale. It's still on sale. There's still some left. Um, I, I I've got so my my cabinet cabinet of collectibles, if you will. I've got the first two shelves are dedicated to Star Wars. The middle one's dedicated to sci-fi in general, and then the bottom one is like superheroes and monsters and villains, right? Mm-hmm. So I realized in my my middle area, I've got some Doctor Who, I've got some Star Trek, I've got some Futurama, you know, there's a little bit of everything, but I was like, I don't have a, like a Star Citizen thing, and my Constellation model is with all of my other ships I have in my office, I have an entire uh, shelf dedicated to to starships, Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, you know, why not, so I decided to spend the eight bucks, support the game, and pick myself up a little uh, character model. Oh, very nice, very nice. Lovely. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy, I've been meaning to ask you, um, what is the weather like down there? Uh, rainy. Is it? Are you, are you finally getting some? Because I was talking to Wolf the other night, and he said, yeah, know, it's kind of nice down here. No, we yeah. have all of ours, because it has done been raining or snowing up here. Woke uh, up, uh, well, I was going to say, it rained so hard last night, it woke the entire house up. The dogs, my wife, myself, we were all like, holy cow, that's some serious business rain out there. Uh, we've been having that for about a week now. They're, they're calling it Stormageddon here. No, it's great. We're so desperate for water. I, I just keep it coming, man. Yeah, the flooding's a bit uh, a bit much, but um, yeah. So I, it's actually last. Um, I have a window in my kitchen that when the wind is coming out of the south, uh, the water tends to find its way in onto the hardwood floors, and so that's, that's never a good time. That's not a good time. So I missed the meetup last night on account of uh, bucket brigade duty. So we had uh, mm. we had fun. Good. It good, was. Good, good. Took a while to get in game, um, you know, as 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 it does. But we had a good time. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. So, well, um, and speaking of uh, fun in games, I don't know. Um, I think John sent out a link uh, to this uh, to our group in text uh, a couple of days ago um, for in Elite Dangerous. Uh, they've they've had quite the uh, the happening. Uh, they have. They are now um, uh, experiencing, or they have discovered, uh, their first uh, uh, alien race, um, and uh, the Thargoids, um, mm-hmm. which I heard talked about for uh, quite some time, um, and I guess were always a part of elite lore. But um, uh, they um, uh, they introduced the Thargoids into the environment, and the way that they did it, I thought was extremely cool. It was not like a patch or a release or something. It just 
happen where some somebody was out flying around and they got interdicted and uh, they were interdicted by the Thargoids who scanned them and then let them go. And uh, so I, I thought that, that was, you know, if can you imagine if you're that guy, if you're that guy, the first one to to experience in game this alien race that has only been a part of lore for the last, uh, what, 30 years? Um, if you're the first one to experience, I mean, you're going to remember that for the rest of your gaming life. I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. just awesome. Well, and talk about talk about a, a freakout moment. Yeah, yeah, like, right. yeah. Because apparently they're yeah. not supposed to be able to be interdicted. You're not supposed to be able to pull people out like that. So that in well, you can pull people. Yeah, you can pull people, people out, out of yeah. uh, super cruise, mm-hmm. but not out of hyperspace, yeah. which is what he was doing. If you, if you, you can find YouTube videos of it. They're all over the, over the net now. Uh, you find YouTube videos of it. He's he's in. He's jumping from system to system, which is is generally speaking normally like a loading screen. Like hiding hiding the system, loading the next zone. So when he jumped the system, he gets pulled out, and then all of his systems go dead. No, like and then of course one thing that elite uh, that I love about elite is their cockpit effects. So like as his ship shuts down, the the bars around where the bracing struts for his cockpit glass begin to, sh- to, to ice over, and then mm-hmm. the Thargoid like flies overhead and comes around to, to scan him. And it is this moment where you're like, oh man, what happened? I'm so screwed. Some bad guy's gonna... What is that? Yeah, yeah. What is going on here? What? That's a Giant great way to do it. Organic flower ship. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, Space starfish. Is that the ship, or is that the actual being? Who knows? Nobody knows! That's, that's it could be yeah, a ship we, the, assum- the assumption is the ship, but you never know. Maybe like a giant space whale. Why, uh, why can't it be a space whale? It would be a space whale. Um, yeah, no, I was oh, okay. uh, watching the video, and that uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, it's, and it's a great way to do it, too. Don't tell anybody about it. Don't make it to-do about it. Just here it is. Totally organic. Yeah, yeah. Just, very, very yeah. cool. That's why. That's how I would like Star Citizen to introduce yes. new systems when they when they get yeah. when they start doing that. You know, several years down the line, it's just you know someone finds a jump point and was like, "What?" You know, and then yeah. You, and then you just kind of do it from there. I think that'd be fantastic. Very oh, yeah, easy totally. way to keep people interested. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if there's a, an invasion, you know, if there's a Vanduul sure. invasion, you know, uh, it just it's not announced. It's just it ha- it just happens, and yep. you know, people are caught unawares and. Uh, are, are are compelled to react to it, and I just think that that's talk about your emergent gameplay, very very uh, I can, very uh, inspiring. I can easily see um, Star Citizen doing exactly that, uh, having a Vandal raids. You know, sure. uh, if the if the AI is as intelligent as they're hoping, uh, then you know, ha- just randomly popping in from like uh, like Vanguard, which is uh, Van- which is a uh, Vandal controlled into like Elysium, you know, and just like raiding a planet and leaving it desolated. And if you happen to be in the system, uh, you get to witness it or you can put a call out for assistance. I, I completely see that happening. I think that would be just phenomenal. And it, it speaks to um, to what the way that they're based in the lore as far as the UEE being the, the equivalent to the fall of Rome. So sure. yeah, mm-hmm. I totally see them doing something like that. And if they did that, that way where they didn't announce it like oh, you know hey guys you know something's coming up or they just, they didn't say anything they just did it that would be mm-hmm. so cool 
Well, especially since um, we have, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, um, Spectrum uh, seems to be ramping up. And mm-hmm. uh, as soon as that, uh, and I know that one of the things that a lot of people have been hungry for is having uh, a client for mobile. So um, can you imagine when one of these events happens, uh, you know, all of us who are at work, you know, our phones are going to explode. Mm-hmm. And like people are going, God, boss, I really don't feel good. I got to oh. go home. <laughs> Oh, I've got that stomach uh, bug. Uh, Just running up there. I gotta go. I gotta go to the Vandula Rating Elysium. <laughs> I, I do huh? like the idea that, like, I could have my phone or, like, my watch, like, and, like, my boss will be like, hey, what's what's going on over there? Like, your phone's blowing up. Like, oh, oh my God. Uh, it's an emergency. I gotta get going, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. Because my phone, my phone buzzes every time I get a text from one of you guys no so you maybe uh, get like those 30, 30 texts long ones that happen in rapid all of a sudden like it'll be like it'll be like what is going on <laughs> have we ever rattled your phone off the table no but that's how I know patches are happening oh, there you go. <laughs> patch drops and I get like a billion texts from everybody cool all right. So anyway, I thought that I, you know, hey, score one for uh, David Braeburn and uh, Frontier Games. I think that they handled that really, really well, and very um, excited for that. Not so excited as that I'm willing to do the huge grind it would require to uh, get to the point where I would be able to do that myself. But you know, still, um, um, you know, think that it's exciting for for the genre. You know, for watching the video sim genre. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch those. That's entertaining. Uh, so, um, and, you know, also since uh, we last recorded, uh, we had the, the CES, um, and, and I don't did you guys uh, um, see anything that came out of it that you thought was, uh, was kind of cool? Uh, one thing I will point out, uh, CES had the Z-Mouse over there. That's the one that oh. uh, we talked months ago. Um, it's probably been mm-hmm. like last summer, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We brought it up. Uh, Jonto and I actually uh, got it on a Kickstarter for those. So um, they presented it over there, and apparently everyone loved it quite a bit. Uh, this is a six-axis mouse. So you can like, pick it up off the table right. and use it like a joystick, where you can actually lay it on there. And they've got like a rocker thing that, that magnetically attaches to it and detaches pretty easily that you can use to actually control things, uh, you know, like pitch and yaw and stuff like that, like actually like a ship. So uh, really nice for someone like me who really doesn't, doesn't joystick, but to mm-hmm. give you the ability to use that when you need to and then just pop it off and use it as a normal mouse when you don't. Um, so has very, it arrived very, yet? Uh, no, it has not. Uh, oh, they okay. were trying to get out before the Chinese New Year because that's where they're manufacturing because everyone manufactures in China. Um, oh, okay. They were trying to get the first run out before then to get to us, but uh, it did not happen. So we're looking at it was supposed to get out here. They were hoping by the end of this month. Chinese New mm-hmm. Year runs from about the middle the second week, I think, of January for like three weeks. Mm. So it's more looking like that at this point. We'll get it sometime next month. But you know what? I mean, if it takes another month to make things right, I'm more than happy to wait. I'd rather get a product that's uh, perfect than one that's 99% there. Well, what I saw of, of the CES uh, uh, recaps, I didn't actually watch any of it live, but what I saw of the recaps, it seemed very hardware heavy. Yeah, that's what I took away from it, too. A lot of hardware. Nothing really... But the problem was that there wasn't anything that was that impressive. And then there's Jimmy... Nothing Jimmy. about CNET really uh, grabbed me this year. A bad oh, see there you go. And then there's his wife. Something. Okay, I guess we should Ice all click on this. Wants space kung fu in <laughs> VR. Oh my, that's um, quite a headline. So my uh, my wife uh, every week or every I'm sorry every year uh, covers CES uh, for CNET. Um, she, it's her and all the hosts for CNET go uh, to CES. And so um, this year, uh, her, 
and one other host uh, basically did the um, did the show from the floor, and uh, they had Aisha Tyler on uh, for the last day. They did uh, three days of shows, and then on the last day they did uh, they had Aisha Tyler on. And uh, so it's a cool show. It's about 20 minutes long, and they talk a little bit about um, some of the more interesting things at CES, uh, including uh, a flexible television versus a clear television. It's a cool little watch, um, you know, but uh, so something to check out so if anybody's interested. Which one is is, is uh, the missus? Uh, the one with the pink glasses. Oh, man, you did marry up. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what I said. When I remember his house, I was like, geez, Jimmy. I know, right? You did not deserve her. Never mind. And she games. That, that, I, I think the time she was that, cursing at people uh, um, while playing Overwatch. Mark was uh, Mark was watching her play Overwatch the whole time. It's funny too because um, she went uh, to the Razor booth and uh, sat down and just started crushing it on Overwatch. And uh, one of the Razor guys was asking advice for her from her when he was going head to get head to head against somebody from the Verge. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, what, what what was her take on on the entire thing? I mean, in in a few words, was is it were there games that she said, "Oh, you you have to have seen this," or was it, is it just you know cool gear? Um, a lot of gear, a lot of hardware. Um, you know, we didn't we haven't really had a chance to talk too much about CES. Usually, um, the the first weekend back when things are quiet, I'll be like, "All right, so broad strokes, you know what was going on over at CES." Um, but generally speaking, she uh, she left last Sunday. She came back this Sunday. Um, I had a, a family wedding on Saturday, so we're just kind of, you know, and then um, I've got Quantum Drive coming up, and then we have the podcast tonight. So we haven't really had a chance to kind of sit and talk, so I haven't gotten her uh, in-depth impressions yet. All right, fair enough. Well, I mean, the only game that I saw that um, that I even bothered to, to watch was the, um, they had a, a trailer for Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda, and, you know, I gotta say, um, it, what I saw... Uh, didn't want me make me want to pick up the game. It just really, it, yeah. It just looked like it's like man, I, it, you know, it, it's bright, it's shiny, but it's like man, how many times have you seen that game before? Well, I guess I am a huge Mass Effect fan, and I saw that stuff, and I was even more excited for the release. Oh, good, 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 good. So well, now, the one I've been I playing saw, through the the original three in anticipation, basically. The, the one I saw was basically, the, the CES video, I think, was a, was a short snippet, maybe two or three minutes long, of basically a, uh, looked like some, some actual gameplay, someone in a suit, in a white and black kind of suit-ish, doing, doing a couple things, shooting some guys, running around. Is that pretty much what it was? Or did I miss something? Uh, Awkward? Yes. I did he was, see. He what, wasn't asking me. Yeah. Was I, that, did it, didn't you watch? Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. Was I right? Was that the only thing, or am I? Did I watch it's just some random just gameplay? Play, the new one. It's What's mostly that? Mostly just gameplay. Okay. I went. I, well, that was that was awkward. I literally said whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, at my. I actually looked at my mic and like, am I transmitting? Right. Yes. Am I, am I off? What, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's going on? When were you ever that quiet? Well, um, <laughs> one of the things that I did notice um, was uh, virtual reality footwear. Did you guys see anything about what? that? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So you put these weird sandals on, and then you basically it allows for you to kind of walk around in in virtual reality. But the thing that was really like I guess weird or cool about them was that they're um, I guess capacitive. So when you're the, if you walk in like mud in virtual reality, you, you're sinking in, so you feel like you're actually walking in mud or walking Ooh. on walking on grass or, or walking on water that type of thing. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah, and I understand if you use these boots uh, with rock band, you get to play in a German metal band. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, one more thing before we uh, move on to uh, regular stuff. or Well, I don't know if you guys have noticed. There just hasn't been a whole lot of news out of uh, CIG since uh, uh, we last Quiet, recorded. Lately. Yeah. yeah. So, well, well 2.6 did drop, so, you know. Well, well we, we had, that had already happened the last time we recorded. Um, so, anyway, uh, but I just did, I did want to mention, uh, Jimmy, over the break, uh, I know you are a fan and an aficionado, if you will, of the allure. And I, um, our friend Amontillado uh, hipped me to um, a podcast I had not heard uh, called Casual Citizen. And it is uh, Star Citizen Gameplay and Lore. Uh, it's by uh, a woman named uh, Liciana Noir. And I guess uh, she has uh, been a presence on the Mystic Worlds gaming blog for quite some time. And it is described as a quirky mixture of fact, fiction, and opinion. And um, I thought, I've listened to, um, she's done like a a new segment. It's called uh, The Night Bus, I think it is. And um, I lift, there's been three episodes so far. I listened to all three of them. And very well written, uh, very very pleasant to listen to. She she does a a very good job with uh, her presentation. So uh, definitely... um, uh, check it out on yeah. uh, support support folks uh, doing uh, uh, Star Citizen content. Yeah, that's what, that's exactly the way I, I would say. I've listened to probably you know, like three or four of them. I just kind of caught them offhand. I haven't gotten listened to much lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is. It's very pleasant and uh, not. I don't know. You know, it's, some people have very nice voices to listen to. She does. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. And the mm-hmm. content is relevant and mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and she, but, yeah. She has not yet mastered the awkward silence, but no, you know. she has not. <laughs> you <laughs> no. get there. Down pat. Give it time. <laughs> I um, I was not aware of this. Um, I listened to just a couple of uh, snippets uh, before the show started. It sounds really cool. I'm happy to check it out. I actually thank you for turning me on to it. Yeah, um, she's um, got a, a three part uh, story uh, that I thought that was really well done. Is you know, uh, I think my favorite uh, Star Citizen fiction that I've heard to this point. So. What about yeah. Quantum Drive? Well, that's yes, that's that's a radio show. I mean, but this it's is still fiction. Why do you it is? Damn it! My second favorite Star Trek <laughs> fiction. <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, wouldn't be us if there wasn't a recording schedule update. Um, we are back on track, recording twice a month, uh, releasing once a week. So, guys, we're regular again. Yay! Oh, all that brand finally paid off. <laughs> it did. <laughs> and, of course, uh, while we were off for the holidays, a thing happened. Miss um, Carrie Fisher passed away, so um, uh, we thought we might... Uh, we owed it to her to, uh, to make mention and, and talk about uh, her a little bit. Uh, I, myself, of course, I, I didn't know her. Uh, the person, uh, my connection to her existed entirely through the character she played in the Star Wars universe, uh, General Leia Organa. And so um, I definitely, when, when she passed, I felt some loss. And, uh, but the, the loss I felt, you know, it's, it was for the character because I, I don't know her, you know. Uh, and, of course, I, I wish her, her family and friends uh, who did know her well and loved her uh, the, the very best in, in this difficult time. But, you know, it's, um, that's not something that uh, I, I want to honor her by not pretending that I knew her. I mean, you know, and respect her, her Carrie Fisher, the human being, by not pretending like, you know, she and I were friends. Uh, but I also want to acknowledge that I'm 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 sad about her not being around because um, now we know that um, that uh, uh, Leia's uh, story arc has to has to end. Um, we know um, uh, we know that um, uh, you know that Episode Eight sh- uh, shooting uh, ended last July. They wrapped that up, and so um, you know 
if there are reshoots, you know, what is it, what is that going to mean for her story? I, I what I just really hope is that her story gets to play out as it was intended originally, and that it doesn't have to be cut short or um, uh, abridged uh, because of her passing. So, I don't know. what do you guys uh, you guys have anything? Makes sense to me. Yeah, I, 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 I was what. Man, last year, just like in terms of just people dying, it was just real rough. Uh, Carrie Fisher and her mother died not too long, like right after. Mm-hmm. And just like Carrie Fisher gutted it, like just like gutted me when she died because she has been a huge um, influence in like geek culture and and for for uh, lady geeks. Uh, my wife in particular was pretty broken up about it when it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. It'll be it'll be an interesting experience to see her in episode eight, if they if they decide to keep her, and I imagine they probably will. Oh, they would have to. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't you, you couldn't out. pull her out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after I, uh, seeing, I don't know how I feel about. It. I mean, because you got this discussion at some point, but like after uh, the way that they did Tarkin and Rogue One, I'm kind of you know part of me wonders like what are they gonna do for if they're gonna do for Leia's scenes or her character in, in nine if if anything. I think uh, I think my favorite story uh, came out recently, um, and it was uh, what she wanted her obituary uh, to. to oh read. yes, she said. Uh, she said, "I want it reported that I drowned in moonlight, strangled by my own bra." Yes, and <laughs> the reason why is, and you guys all know, um, you know, that it was fairly well documented that like George, when she first came on the set, George Lucas was like, you have to take your bra off. And she was like, well, why? And he was like, there's no bras in space. Yep. And, um, as time went on, uh, she, either she pressed him on it or he decided to kind of revisit it with her. And he made up just some like, like ludicrous thing about that. There's no gravity. And because there's no gravity, you could potentially get strangled by your bra. And so that was kind of how that came about. And I just thought that was classic Carrie Fisher. And it's one of the things, you know, that I liked about Carrie Fisher was the fact that she was, A, a mental health advocate because of her mental illness. She never shied away from it. Um, she she lived her life hard. She lived it honestly. Um, you know, and she, you know, in, in a town where most people are not as blunt or as direct, she's always been blunt and direct. But little known fact, she was also... Um, during, I believe it was the uh, the '90s, she was one of the most sought after script doctors in Hollywood. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and for those of you that don't know, a script doctor basically what happens is a script gets written, the studio looks at it and they go, "Okay, well, I kind of like it, but there's parts of this that suck. We need a script doctor to come in and fix it." And most of, most of the time, script doctors never get credit. And uh, she was in extremely high demand uh, through the 90s to uh, fix scripts. And uh, so, yeah, you know, interesting little kind of side fact. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's very cool. Mark, any, um, well, I'll ask all you guys, um, do you have a favorite uh, Carrie Fisher moment uh, from, uh, well, I guess for, from uh, the movies or um, from her real life? Um. Oh, I just know. I, I I honestly I I uh, I don't really know her of anything other than in uh, Star Wars. I never really. Mm-hmm. I, first off, let me be honest. I am terrible at remembering actors in movies. That said, yeah, but, I I honestly don't remember other than Star Wars. I really do not remember her in anything. 
But you're really not, a, not the alone in that. The first thing I saw so. her in, other than Star Wars, was Blues Brothers. She was great in Blues Brothers. I didn't know she wasn't Blue wasn't Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a it's a for for a Star Wars fan who's never seen Blues Brothers, it's a huge surprise. But uh, yeah, and and the thing is, I think to be fair, I mean, obviously, you know, she never really got away from Star Wars. She continued to work, and she's been very successful. Um, I think you know the same holds true for Mark Hamill to some extent, although he's gotten a fair bit of recognition as the Joker. Um, but I think really one of the only people to truly break away from Star Wars was Harrison Ford. I think everyone else kind of unfortunately that was still in a time frame where um, it was really easy to typecast people. And so I think that a lot of the actors, you know, from that era had a hard time breaking away from roles that were just really, really huge. I know Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill, you know, were among among those people where it's just very difficult to get away from being known as Princess Leia or very difficult to get away from being known as Luke Skywalker, which I think is one of the reasons why Mark Hamill um, had such a successful career as a voice actor. I think that he kind of got to a point where he was like, I'm just not getting acting gigs and, you know. Uh, on camera acting gigs and he ended up having huge success with the Joker um, so mm-hmm. it's the same thing so it's not you know it, it's not really surprising that you know I you know the thing is I know Carrie Fisher's been in a bunch of movies like when Harry met Sally but I can't remember you know specifically you know what her role was in that for me it's Star Wars and it's the Blues Brothers and that's that's really about it for her acting um, but she was also you know phenomenal writer and very outspoken and those are more when you get away from Star Wars, those are more the things I think about when I think about Carrie Fisher. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like poor Chewbacca. He never got anything outside of the Star Wars universe. It's true. It's all the hair. It's he's difficult got, to manage got, yeah. on set. Got to shave it all down. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Well, my my favorite Carrie Fisher moment, like when I think of her, is is, is the very beginning. You know, when when Luke uh, goes to break her out of uh, out of her cell in Episode Four, and she you know she just looks at him as like you know. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Short storm for a stormtrooper. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was just badass, you know. And that was, and I, I thought that that really sort of set a tone for her character in that movie, and then you know, in in the films too. So, um, you know, just like you know, tough as nails, and I I, I really like that. So they um, had a, they had a really nice cameo um, of her character in uh, Rebels. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna bring her back at any point, but she was in uh, I think I believe it was last season's episode, or might have even been the season before of Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. She does Very appear cool. in Rebels, and I and her although I don't that well, I don't think it was her voice, but but no, I don't think it was. Leia either. appears in Rebels. Well, I'm, it's with bittersweet anticipation I look the forward character. to uh, what happens in Episode Eight. So. We'll, um, we'll, we shall see. And just because um, uh, Carrie wasn't enough, um, pioneering astrophysicist Vera Rubin also passed in the final week of uh, last year. She was 88 years old, and if you didn't know, she helped find evidence of what we now call dark matter. So, pretty cool. And a big thanks to our friend uh, Gremlick, uh, who, uh, who emailed us uh, bringing that to our attention. So, it's, um, it, was a, it was a tough year. It was a tough year. Yep. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, what it is, is, you know, it's, a few people have talked about, I've talked about this with a few people where it's just like, oh, 2016, you know, so many celebrities passed. But it's like, you know, the, the, the hard living celebrities, the, the, the people, you know, that really kind of came into their own in like the 70s and the 80s are getting to that age where, you know, 
health matters are, are popping up, you know, and mm -hmm. they're, they're people mm -hmm. that, you know, these are people that define generations, you know, mm -hmm. and so they're, it's really noticeable when they're missed, you know, Gene Wilder, Carrie Fisher, um, George Michael, uh, George Michael, um, you know, I, the list goes on and on. David Bowie, obviously, um, you know, Lemmy Kilmeister. I you just keep going on and on and on. Um, and yeah, it's it's a bummer, and it does seem like 2016 had a lot of celebrities pass, but you know, it's just they, well, Jimmy, they're I, all getting the, older. When we uh, we started out the year, our first show of the year, I, I remember us talking about already a list of like ten people that had died in like mm -hmm. the first two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, well, enough of that. Let's talk Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Yes. Citizen of the stars. I'm telling you, that's going to be my... I'm writing that theme song. Oh, God, please, no. no. I need more lyrics. People send me lyrics. Sounds amazing. Send me lyrics, and I will set them to that song. As long as that's an intro. That's, that mm -hmm. feels like a good intro. You've got, mm -hmm. you got something to work there. Yeah, it's a daytime soap opera. Mm -hmm. yeah. A little love boaty, you know? Yeah. I feel like in these, I feel like that's an acoustic guitar moment right there. It's kind of picking at the strings, yeah, setting it up, and then straight into like, like hardcore techno <laughs> with deep, deep beats. Yeah, deep beats. You need, you need to sell everything you own and get an eight ninety jump if you're going to do that. Sounds that. like a fantastic, fantastic band name. Deep beats. Oh, actually, that would be a good one. Mm -hmm. I like it. Two point six release recap, guys. We've had a chance to play it, so uh, what do we think now? Because last time, as we were saying earlier, well, last time it had just come out to the PTU. I think it was general release to everyone in the PTU, and I think we had all played it a little bit before uh, we recorded. But uh, uh, it's been out for a while now, and uh, we've got some new ships. Uh, we've got a new flight model. Um, we've got the uh, new and improved Arena Commander, Star Marine. Um, I don't know, uh, sort of a note here... Uh, we didn't get much out of CIG since uh, they went away for the Christmas holiday, but they did uh, last uh, Friday, I think it was, uh, release a community content video. Have you guys seen that yet? I have. Yes, I did. Yeah, so I mean, that was some pretty cool stuff. Um, I think it really does a good job of showing off uh, the new cameras. Cam yeah, yeah, the, the new cam camera looks phenomenal. Yeah, can we be honest? That I was think definitely best, one of the best things that they could have done was release those, those advanced camera controls. Yeah, of, of all the things... Honestly, I think the camera stuff was probably the most profound. I mean, at first you think, oh, Star Marine. Star Marine is amazing. And they did do that, you know, that the, uh, what INN helped do the, uh, the commentary for that. I, know, I can't remember what group ran it, and I do apologize. It starts with a C. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that whole Star Marine uh, competition that they had was, was excellent, by the way. If you guys had a chance to watch it, they actually have oh, a recap yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I mean, they did a mm -hmm. great job narrating and stuff like that. And, uh, one of the guys was his first time ever doing that. He'd never done anything like that before. And they just did a great job, but um, yeah, I think the video. I think that honestly, the camera controls, all the things on Reddit, like these fantastic photos coming up that people are doing, and I mean, they are just blowing my mind. The things people are doing with this stuff, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's the SCCL Star Marine Tournament. Yes, there you go. Yeah, so definitely go to ImperialNews.network. Uh, there's an article there about it. Uh, check it out. Um, well, cool. Uh, so, just because we are uh, we are running uh, already a little bit long, um, just you know, you guys have a, a few brief words about uh, two point six. Uh, what you like, what you don't like. Um. Love the um, love the Herald. Uh, not nearly as powerful. Not nearly as as weapon centric as a, as I would like for where we are currently with Crusader, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a combat ship, so I'm totally cool with that. Uh, love the Caterpillar. Uh, haven't had a chance to take it out with a crew yet, which is a bit of a bummer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, love that they slowed the ships down to uh, help with uh, turrets. Turrets are mildly better. They're still a disaster, but they're not mm-hmm. quite as Less bad of a disaster. Of a disaster. Yeah. Um, it really like the flight model. Uh, love Star Marine, having so much fun. Uh, the ships need to be balanced, and uh, Crusader uh, is lag monster. Okay. Um, Mark! I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, interesting bugs, you know, sights disappearing, weapons disappearing, and end up with everything disappearing. Then, been a few times I got on the Star Marine, and by the time I got done, I was literally just tossing grenades because that's all I could do. So that was, <laughs> you know, that's interesting. It's it's a feature, not a bug. So I think that's really it's it's like survival mode. So that's cool, you know. Adds a little spice to it. Like you're actually too good. We're gonna take away everything you have. Oh, and we're also gonna give you light armor. Oh, oh, awesome. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, you know, I mean, but having said that aside, uh, Star Marine's very fun. Once again, arena shooter, not my cup of tea, but I can respect it for what it is there. And like I said, once again, having the, um, the eSports uh, potential there is uh, ridiculous. So, now, what do you think? And I know that they're still developing the mechanics, but what do you think at its base... Um, as you know, taking it outside of Star Marine and putting sure. it into Star Citizen, what do you, what do you think of the combat as it relates to um, a death penalty? The combat in general, I think, is pretty reasonable. Uh, you cannot have the one and two shot uh, kind of time to kill types of things that people are looking for. Um, realistically, with battle armor on in a permanent death, large. You know, large, uh, large penalty to death. It's not situation. planet side where you just no. march out of room and get shot, and it's not a big deal. No, you need to have some way that people who are getting shot have a means of lasting a little bit longer, or are intending to go get shot. I should say, right. people, you know, um, when you're when you plan on going in harm's way, you should have some reason, some way of you know physically protecting yourself in a means that allows you to do a little damage and get out of that and then recover. Uh, without that, it's just it would just that'd be way too harsh a penalty. So, uh, I think they're in the right direction. The shooting mechanics, I like. Uh, some of it's a little too a little too fast, but I understand why they're doing it. There's a gameplay element involved in there. Um, grenades lead to work, but as far as the general, you know, the possibilities, they're right on track. I don't have any problem with that at all. Um, it, it's tough for people to separate that between the gameplay that the arena you know, they've kind of developed with the arena shooters, but uh, I think once people get that out into the into the PU in a meaningful way, uh, I think we'll I, th- I think it'll be fine. I uh, the other of survivability um, last night when we were playing actually um, Ace uh, was tagging me. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And, I, and I, I ran out behind something. I was still alive. You know, it was great because it wasn't like, you know, two shots and you're dead. And I actually managed to go out and around and behind him. And he just was not looking over his shoulder. And I just crushed him. But the fact that I was able to escape and, and, and actually, you know, take Ace down was really cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, we had um, a lot of fun. Yeah, it we had a good time. Good. Uh, I got to say, yeah, as far as my impressions go, Crusader having problems. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the new pickups for Arena Commander. I think that is so neat. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fun. The HUD stuff that, as you mentioned here, you've got Glebe. I uh, will talk about that in more detail later because I got mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff to say about that. Uh, and Arena Commander, but Star Marine is so much fun. Uh, I still have yet to figure out how to master the sniper rifle. I know that there's a charging element to it, 
but all the other weapons feel super smooth and, and functional, which is something that I'm, I'm amazed first time around that that's yeah. the case. This is the first iteration of this. Well, I mean, I mean some polished games that release with 60 bucks don't have guns that feel as good as this does. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. that was impressive. Cool. All right. Um, I, you know, I love my, I love my Caterpillar. Um, I don't feel like there's a lot to do with it yet. Um, I'm angry at my Titan yeah. Renegade because, uh, as Ace alluded to, my field of view, um, just bites. I can't see anything in the cockpit. Um, and, uh, to be honest, I haven't played, um, uh, much Star Marine. Um, it just, it's, I don't know. It's not, um, it's not calling to me. I don't, I don't um, you know, I, I, I I will be interested when there is a um, like a pirate swarm equivalent uh, to uh, Star Marine because um, it's not going to be my my forte in the uh, in the universe. Yeah, um, so but I, I know that I do need to practice and um, uh, my yeah my idea of yeah, survivability is not catching bullets with my teeth. So. Well, yeah, that's, you got you got to practice. I got to say, practicing now is perhaps the best, most low risk environment. Well, except I'm playing in. against a bunch yeah. of people that are a lot better than me. Um, but you could well, also play with a bunch of people like a la us that would, yeah. are glad to lend you a hand. And the thing is, too, like um, I had set a goal for myself early on um, when I was trying to develop my pilot skills because I was not a very good pilot at first and I just kept at it and just kept at it because I wanted to be a good pilot and I'm at a point now where I'm a good pilot. I'm not good in Star Marine um, but I know that if I want to survive in the verse that that is a skill set that I need to be able to command especially if I'm going to be spending more time in the underground than you know mm-hmm. than in commercial space. So for me, um, that's really key. It's like, okay, I've, I, and I, and I haven't mastered being a pilot, but I'm a good pilot and, and I'm still working on the skill set, but I'm at a point now where I can hold my own. And so that's kind of my goal with Star Marine is to get into Star Marine and just, you know, play, die, repeat, play, die, repeat, but develop the skill set to be able to mm-hmm. survive. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get that. And, like, in, it's sort of the same thing for me in Arena Commander, except I don't die as much in Arena Commander. You know, it's, it's you don't, it's like, I, I just, I am so not into uh, die, spawn, repeat, you know, gameplay. Yeah. Listen, no. nobody likes to get shot right, Well, um, so, but... Um, <laughs> Speaking of Star Marine, and another thing that uh, that doesn't make me want to play it, um, our friend Jonto also uh, shared a video with us, um, and I, well, I think the description of the video uh, says it all. Uh, Wall Hacks is proud to present the world's first Star Citizen hack, which will give you oh, the yeah. ultimate advantage. Uh, yeah, I saw that, and I was yeah. like, oh, this makes me sad and not want to play. So... Um, um, you know, obviously these sorts of, of cheats need to be fixed, uh, but when? Um, and, you know, a couple, couple of questions occurred. Um, we, obviously, they're, they're going to address it. Uh, do we want them to be committing development uh, resources to this now, or do we just put up with it until the game is in a more playable state, and then at that point they can kind of go back and uh, sort of, um, you know, kind of catch up on, on that part of it? Um, interesting uh, that uh, there was, and I think Wolf actually tweeted this out earlier today, um, that there's a, an article um, uh, from PC Gamer uh, where uh, 
they someone uh, addressed this and uh, they talk about Star Citizen, um, you know, 2.6 being released with Star Marine and how already uh, people are are hacking and cheating. And uh, there was an official um, announcement on the forums from CIG saying that uh, people who are caught cheating um, and that it's verifiable. Um, so, and right now, what verifiable means is that people have to provide video evidence of uh, of the individual cheating. They will be perma banned with no refund. So, that you know, Damn. I, that that I like because I, I think that 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 is going to uh, disincentivize. Uh, folks from um, from doing that sort of thing because you know especially in, in alpha you know it's I mean it, it's it's tough enough that when you have some guy that can spawn on the other side of the map and headshot you uh, through walls I mean it's just you know there are there are so many other things so many other yeah uh, I, I mean I have limited gameplay time as it is I don't I, I do not want to spend what little time I have doing that. No, that's understandable, and I will say this though: the the fact that um, that it was uh, captured on video, that it was posted on YouTube, that it was a bit embarrassing for CIG, um, they will absolutely work towards fixing that. Especially if they want to make this, or they want to see this eventually become right. you know go to some level of esports. Um, and the thing is, I don't think it's necessarily taking away from game development to fix this. I think that this is a you know like any other part of the development process. Oh hey. You know, here's an exploit that you know has been brought to our attention. You know, what do we need to do to fix this? And it could be an easy fix. It could be a difficult fix. But I don't. I don't think it takes away from the development time. I think it's just a natural part of that development. And again, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that actually it is. It does ongoingly require uh, development resources because you know that's that's how Norton stays in business is because. Um, hackers are developing new viruses all the time that attack uh, systems in different ways. So, you know, the the wall hacks thing does it one way. Uh, you know, once they 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 plug that that hole, then uh, you know they'll you know these people will figure out some other way to do it. Um, so, um, I don't know. I, it's, and it's interesting after um, after I had I wrote this uh, this little bit here. Uh, the latest redacted podcast came out, and those guys uh, they discuss this very topic. And I bring it up because they um, they all I, I I think it's fair to say felt pretty strongly that they don't want CIG spending a bunch of time uh, uh, fixing this now, and that they would rather just deal with it and report players um, that they think are cheating through the appropriate channels, which you know is great. I mean, I, I think that, and I think that that's important for people that have committed to playing the, the game in the state that it's in. Uh, to do that, I mean, and I think that's uh, that's uh, uh, commendable that that they they do that. Um, but you know, again, sort of back to back to the point that I suck. Uh, you know, the, these are the opinions of guys that are essentially professional gamers, and so um, their mm-hmm. their inconvenience by this sort of behavior is going to be a lot less than you know the the perpetual noob that is the gleepster. Uh, thing is, though, I was going to say, though, the thing is, though, this isn't, like, um, everywhere. Like, I haven't experienced this. I don't think anybody in, I have yet in to this experience conversation it, yeah. has experienced this. That doesn't mean that we might not or that it's, you know, that it's right, not. Right. It's obviously out there. But I, I, to date, in the three or four times I've been in, um, have not experienced that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I will say this. Um, 
it's kind of the same thing like with any type of game like this like you know you, you kind of get your blood pressure up you, you get nervous you, you start panicking but the more that you do it and the more comfortable you get with it the, the less panicky you get and actually um I've noticed incremental improvements every time I've been in, um, including last night, where you know when you start to get hit, you know there is an indicator that shows where that where that where the fire is coming from, and and I'd seen that before, but you're in such panic mode that you don't stop to think. And last night I would I would stop and think, and I'd start to kind of plan out my moves, and my kill rate got better, and I got a little bit more comfortable with with just moving around the maps, and um, and and just you know basically. Uh, getting better at you know tracking people down and staying alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it, and I, and I realize I am being a bit of a whiny, but <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's it's you know, still it's it's again back to you know, I have limited time. How do I choose to use it? Mm-hmm. You know? No, fair enough. And, and I got to say though, I do. Um, I love. Um, the private match option. I love the idea because the thing is, like Mark and I went in um, just in kind of uh, you know general uh, play, and it's a bit chaotic. There's a lot of people running around, and, and it's it's a little insane. But when we did last night, we did four v four, and it was a lot of fun. We didn't even split up into separate channels. We just all stayed in the same channel, and you know just kind of called out things as as minimal as possible. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I, I think I speak for Ace. We had an absolute blast. It oh, was yeah. so much fun because you don't necessarily mind getting killed by your friends right you know, right. You know um, only but, you in know, this day and, and age can you say that and be like yeah, yeah oh, exactly exactly and there was and there were some great great shots i mean um I, I forget who it was i don't know if it was jamster but but someone had the sniper rifle up on uh you know up on a, a second level and they just they headshotted me and i turned around and saw him up there and i was like wow nice play and and you know so it, like doing it in a private match doing a 4v4 um with your friends it, that might be something that might be more appealing to. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I will give it a try. Um, I just, uh, I just, I felt like I needed to complain about something. So, <laughs> all right. And um, so, you know, what uh, what appeals to me, sort of to round this out, what appeals to me more is is what uh, we're hoping to get in three point um, So, uh, look, look at, yeah, yes. looking forward to that. Looking yeah. forward to being able to do something with my my caterpillar. Um, and uh, so. Uh, Production schedule report. Um, nothing new uh, regarding 3.0 or Squadron Toward 2 yet. Um, now, Mark, you shared something in chat with us um, uh, regarding the uh, Star Citizen Discord channel going away in favor of Spectrum. Uh, do you care to share about that? Sure, yeah. The uh, Discord channel for Star Citizen, if any of you guys had been subscribed to it, I have for, gosh, I don't know, probably eight, nine months or so. They've had it on lockdown for quite some time. They, they kind of go back and forth. They only really, really let it out uh, occasionally. Well, they posted, I believe it was, was it this morning? Yesterday? When did I say that? Something like I think that. it was anyway. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, there was a, yeah, I noticed there was a notification on there. I have it notify me if something said, you know, if someone says something in the different channels, and one of them was in there. Looked at it and it said, uh, I believe it was Will Leverett uh, said that uh, he had, uh, uh, that they're planning on getting rid of, you know, that they're closing down the Discord and deleting the server as of the end of the month. Uh, in anticipation of having an you know, anticipation of Spectrum coming online. So, I, I mean, I don't think you can get more specific on timelines than that, saying that more than likely the Spectrum's... I mean, Spectrum has been in a test state for quite some time. Anyone, as far as I know, can move their account to a PTU and then they'll give them the invite mm-hmm. uh, to go and, and try out Spectrum. But uh, that's only really the web version of it. They didn't really have the actual... Uh, 
communication or was that uh, you know voice over IP communication stuff set up. So I would assume that means you know they they wouldn't drop Discord without having Spectrum ready to go. So I'm assuming that'll be ready. You know, if not before the end of the month, uh, very soon thereafter, because otherwise they, you know, they wouldn't have a, a means of communicating along those lines. Oops. So I guess we'll see. Good, good. Yeah. So our, we're, yeah. we're we're anxiously awaiting an update to the. Uh, to the schedule report, uh, the production schedule report, um, and we will talk a little bit uh, after we come back from our break about um, uh, the letter that uh, that Chris sent out. There was a newsletter that gave us some uh, some information, so we'll discuss that then. But uh, before we do that, um, really want real quick wanted to mention um, uh, a, a bit of news that did come out uh, while we were gone: uh, the migration to Lumberyard. Um, and uh, to me, it seems like a good decision. Like, like you know, Crytek has been experiencing uh, problems staying afloat for so long. You know, lar- long periods of time without paying their employees, and that's that's just not good. Um, so, um, and it seems uh, what I've heard uh, the last version of CryEngine that CIG took is the same version Amazon built Lumberyard Lumberyard on top of. And um, and it's you know it's an open source so that's going to be uh, 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 good for the mod- modding community so that's good and then I think probably um, uh, uh, a more significant uh, benefit is that uh, Amazon Web Services is worldwide so they're going to be instead of using the Google servers as I understand it it's going to be uh, hosted by Amazon and uh, with these with servers. Uh, all around the world, and I'm assuming that they would have really fat pipes between those uh, those server farms. Uh, it's going to make it's going to cut down on that lag that we were talking about uh, in Crusader, um, and it's going to make uh, make it easier to play with our friends uh, all around the world. So I think that that's got to be um, a really good thing. Um, but other than that, I mean, it just seemed like a like a like a really good idea, um, and. Um, uh, I know that there was there was some some upset and people saying you know why didn't you tell us and blah 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 and, and there were reasons for that. Uh, so. Yeah, because they would have had to listen to six months of people going the game's broken. You're switching to lumberyard. We don't know what you're doing. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Whereas they probably had a meeting and said this is you know this is the logical next step. Mm-hmm. This is the right thing to do. We can do it in this time frame. Let's just get it done. You know, and they got it done. And then they said, by the way. You know, it's done. We've already switched to Lumberyard. Because I guarantee you that if they had said, like, let's say back in December of last year that they were thinking about doing that, or six months ago that they were thinking about doing that, the Internet would have ripped its face off and thrown, thrown it at their <laughs> yeah. monitors. Yeah, I, th- I think a good, a good model for this one is it's, it's the old adage. It's very easy to uh, – it's a lot easier to uh, apologize yes. than it is to ask for permission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, this is just one of those situations. I think I nothing to apologize here. I, I just it seemed like well, a no brainer. Right. Yeah. You know, tell people after the fact, right? Yeah, you know, I understand. They blow up saying, in five yeah. minutes, they'll be done with it. Yeah, Tra- transparency yeah. doesn't mean that you have access to every single thing that's going on. And sometimes a political, some, sometimes a, a public night. It would be more of a publicity nightmare to let something out before it's done than to just get it done and then let people yeah. know on the back end. Yeah. I, don't, I, I haven't heard anyone complaining in a way that, like, it just did, like, it didn't make sense. Like, this is a stupid decision. Right. It's just, it's more, you know, uh, people um, uh, grousing because, well, how come you didn't yeah. tell Well, me? there's one, and he, he shall not be named, but he grouses about everything, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Entitlement is a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, we're all agreed. Migration to Lumberyard, good thing. 
Yeah, yep. sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Lots of money there. Yeah, it's a it's a, a promising platform with a really crappy name. <laughs> I will admit, being from Oregon, when I heard Lumberyard, I pictured a bunch of guys in flannel jackets sitting in front of computers, sipping uh, their cappuccinos with horn room glasses, because that's the kind of people that name a coding piece of software Lumberyard when you live in Oregon. Yes. Mm-hmm. They smell their own farts, too. It, pretty much. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Ah, a little Monty Python for you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, let's finish it up real quick uh, with uh, our assessment of the state of the game now. Um, we'll discuss our expectations for the future uh, when we come back from our, our break here. But um, uh, I thought that we can kind of, uh, you know, just give uh, sort of set a, set a baseline for where we are, where we kind of ended 2016 and and then uh, when we come back, uh, sort of uh, uh, prognosticate about the future, what we hope to see, um, what we expect to see. So, um, though I am very happy with the improvements in 2.6, um, the game is not immersive for me. But that's okay, because um, I'm not thinking that, that it should be yet. Um, I'm just saying uh, how I'm feeling about the game right now. Um, um, and I want because I want this to be the game that I look forward to playing at the end of the day. Like when I'm driving home, it's like I can't wait to get home and log in and see you know what happened with uh, you know the Thargoids, you know. Um, but you know we're not there yet, and and I'm kind of I kind of got the feeling that it's going to be uh, a while before we get there. Um, and of, but of course you need to remember too that Squadron Forty Two is uh, going to be out this year. That that's that's our understanding, and that's going to I think I imagine I'm going to be playing Squadron Forty Two repeatedly over and over and over and over again. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, so um, how how are you guys feeling about where it is that we're at? And um, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about the other stuff later. <laughs> I think well, well, I, I think I, I would try. I'd say this way. It's fun to try, you know, the different parts of it for an evening. Mm-hmm. Every few weeks, you know, step in there, enjoy yourself, you know, have, you know, try a little Star Marine one night, try a little Crusader and, you know, enjoy getting disconnected several times and while you're trying to do something, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, try Walk Arena Commander. Mud. Yeah, try Arena Commander, see how good at you are shooting ships. And then, um, you know, and then, and then walk away. You know, come back, do a little bit. Don't, this is not the point to get burnt out on the game. No, yeah, I, I agree, and, and I'm yeah, I'm not burnt out on it. Um, I hope I'm not coming across that way. No, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm just uh, I'm I'm a muppet with limited resources. Yeah, well, I mean, there there are more f- right now, and I'll, I'll, I I will play the devil's advocate. There are more fun things to do with my time right now, lots of times, than sit there and get disconnected or you know have issues with, with the Star Marine or with one of the other games. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I enjoy going out there and just. You know, the other night I got in my uh, my hoplite, mm-hmm. which I have for my loner, for my prowler, mm-hmm. and just flew around a little bit. Just enjoyed the music, doing its music thing that they have going on now, and uh, just kind of exploring a little bit. Just flew, flew around yellow a little bit. Had a great time. I probably spent 45 minutes doing it. Didn't really do any missions, didn't really care. It was great. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there's stuff to do, but it's not, no, it's not your daily driver yet to me either. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think for me it's... Um one of the things that kept me going back to the game early on was developing my skills as a pilot. Uh, once I kind of got that locked down, then it was Crusader. And the thing is, with Crusader, it's great and it's really cool, but you're right, it's not really immersive. You know, you go in, you know, when they when they do a patch and you lose all your stuff, you go in and you do the missions and you make some money and you get your armor and you get your weapons. And then 
there's not really a whole lot to do beyond that. Um, so for me, Storm Marine right now is the thing that will keep me coming back, um, just as so that I can really kind of work on developing that skill set. And then hopefully right around the time that, that I feel like I've got that locked in and I'm a little bit bored with that, we'll start to either see or, or we'll have a release schedule for uh, 3.0. Mm-hmm. And then, and then hopefully we'll see that immersion, you know, in, in the, the universe. I like hanging out in Crusader. I like spending time in Crusader, but it's so laggy right now that that is frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Ace? I'm still waiting to finally beat uh, all of the um, uh, ICC, missions? ICC missions. Mm-hmm. Still work on it. One of these days, I'll manage to get through all of them, and then I'll be done. But uh, still working at it. I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, but um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm kind of with Glebe. It's not immersive yet. It's fun. But it's not immersive yet. I got other games yeah. that I'm playing in the meantime. As far as where we are, um, we got a little bit of catching up to do. Certainly with where we were hoping we would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, uh, I, I think the production schedule is going to help with that because I think our yeah. expectations uh, were were expectations Tempered. would get set and then they weren't being managed properly. So yeah. they can be yeah they can be adjusted. Yeah, yeah. So. Our expectations can be massaged now. Yes, yes. I think and uh, I think it's going to be very helpful going forward. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually really looking forward to uh, right now. I'm looking forward to 2.6.1 because mm-hmm. they have mentioned that that they have some hot fixes that are coming, and I'm hoping that what we'll see is for sure is we'll see some stability in Crusader, um, and then some of the more um, egregious bugs get sorted out. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that that's going to be be helpful too. But you know, but the, it sure is pretty. I mean, yes. good gravy. It's pretty. So there is that. All right. I want everyone that, that likes to do the uh, the photoing photo and you know machinima and all that stuff. I want them to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. So that makes up a large part of my random times during the day that I get to look at, at pretty things. I spend a lot of times looking at the uh, different photo sets people put up on Reddit and whatnot of the things they've found and done, and it's just yeah, love it. So those people need to keep playing. Yes, a yes. lot, especially because they get the fancy new cameras to do it with. Exactly. All right. Well, we are going to take a little break now, and when we come back, we, as I said, we will discuss our expectations for 2947 and more. Oh, so much, much more. Yes. I am so ready for a break. My Thargoids are killing me. Oh, those Thargoids are rough, man. <laughs> Please go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. Check out the new INN. It can be found at imperialnews.network. You can reach the podcast. You can email us, comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Sometimes I wish I was a unicorn so I could stab cheaters with my head. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? 
Oh, my contact information is in the show notes as well. And uh, Quantum Drive uh, will be back this week. Quantum Drive has a brand new Yay! episode. Uh, over on the base, uh, going to be uh, live uh, live streaming it. I will be around Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST. Um, things go bad for Jackson. Things go really, really bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Is it going to be like the uh, the opening episode of uh, The Walking Dead this year? Uh, quite possibly, yeah. Ooh, quite that, possibly, that's, that's quite bad. <laughs> oh yeah, things 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 go bad. It's eye popping bad, literally. <laughs> uh, yes, true. Quite yep. literally. <laughs> uh, I'm Ace Asmine. You can find all my information in the show notes. Um, I'm not saying it yet because we're not done, but uh, I'm ready to take a break. My thyroids they they're a little little sore. A little sore thyroid. That's little a rough sore. one. We're all gonna massage uh, our thyroid. <laughs> I'm Mark. You can find my email stuff at madcal1001 at gmail.com or mark at firstcast.org. I need a good recipe for non-fat, non-calorie-full oatmeal raisin cookies, gentlemen. Mm. If anyone could manage that, that would be fantastic. Why? Because I love them. I have 13. And I'm trying to lose the weight because the holiday seasons were a little rough on the old belt line. I'll ask the 13 various recipes for you. Wow. I loves them. You so like we need them? to hook up, get in touch with that. With I collect your, them. Yes, ah. in your, with your oatmeal raisin self. Make that happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a whole, I have a whole uh, uh, shelf dedicated to oatmeal raisin cookie uh, oh, recipes. That's impressive. Fantastic. Right next to your shit bottles? Yes. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I like the sound of this. I like where this is going. I knew we were a match made in heaven. It's true. Sing, go ahead and sing the song again, Jimmy. Star citizen, citizen of the stars. Until next time, then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. God, that's so creepy. I just, it literally is going to scare me probably midway through the night tonight. Touch me, Thargoid. <laughs> that won't happen. That was perfectly normal. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's, that. that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs>